You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth. Red Sox at Rays. I like the Red Sox plus 144 here. I think this is going to be a really good game, and the Red Sox need this one badly. Two out now for Bobby Dahlbeck. First pitch swinging, right center field, and it drops down. Schwarber comes around and scores, and Dahlbeck delivers. From BetQL. Welcome into BetQL Daily on this Friday morning. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. Joe G back after the holiday. Terrific show lined up, per usual, by executive producer Paul Aspen. Also have our board op, Jake Hassan, Brian Gertz working on the show. Uh, joining us from Fanda, we'll have Evan Adam Levitan, uh, Eric Egros will be here as well. Both of those guys here to talk some NFL and some college football. We'll do a full breakdown of the NFC North. Uh, we'll line them up the weekend in college football. Plenty of games to uh, talk about. We'll be watching and betting on them. We'll play nickel or diamond. We will go off the board. Before we get to the headlines, Aaron, how great did it feel to take a pretty nice underdog with your Red Sox? You heard the highlight coming back. I thought you were just going to gloss right over that. I was like, dang, no, no, I get no, no props? Like, come on. I It feels great. It feels, yeah. it's just, you know, a wonderful Friday. <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect because uh, we only had eight eight baseball games yesterday. Don't worry, people. We're not going to dive into baseball here. We got so much with college going We've on. We've been doing that but, a uh, lot. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing that a lot. Uh, six of the eight favorites got home, and you picked one of the two underdogs uh, to pull off the upset yesterday. So that's always nice. How did you do overall uh, as far as college football? Um, you know what? I have to be honest. I did not actually officially make any plays. You backed plays. away from Tennessee at, at some point. I <laughs> think after did. talking to Michael oh Folder. my gosh. I mean, that – my biggest takeaway, Tennessee is trash. I mean, if you can't <laughs> even – if you're letting Bowling Green hang around like that, come on. I mean, that was really bad. And I was thinking, thank goodness I avoided that because I, you you were on with me. You saw me. I, I kept watching the line movement and thinking, this is making me more nervous. I was feeling good about this um, a couple days ago. And now I'm like, I'm not going to touch it. And I didn't. And my bank account is very thankful for that. I thought that was the theme of the night. Uh, let's hit on that. We can go into detail. Getting the best of the number, which you just hit on. So we start with today's headlines. Time for today's headlines. Play fake. Stroud wants to throw over the middle. Caught at the 40-yard line. Alave still moving. Alave with the first to sweep. Chris Alave, a 61-yard touchdown. And that may do it for Ohio State. Uh, I was feeling great about Minnesota plus 14 for a lot of that game. Now it closes the push, getting the best of the number. Here's what's interesting. So we were talking on the show yesterday morning about how there were 13 and a half out there and there were 14. And then mm-hmm. I checked about 20 minutes before the game started because we all knew the public's going to be all over Ohio State. So I was hoping that, okay, maybe – Maybe it'll get up to 14 and a half. It got up to 14 and a half at FanDuel Sportsbook. So that's when I pounced on it. Okay. I Was there some luck? Yes. So I won my bet. I didn't have a push. But it's always about getting the best of the number. Where do you think the number's going to go? Most of the times you need to bet earlier in the week. But um, that helped waiting. When you have a public team like Ohio State and people are going to see the point spread of only 14, 
I saw some books are reporting 90% of the bets, 90% of the money was coming on Ohio State. I wasn't sure that they, they'd bump it, but they did, uh, thankfully. I was surprised. Not a lot of people were able to get that 14 and a half, but uh, getting the best of the number came through last night by the hook. Uh, I'm so glad. I know we're going to get into Ohio State and Minnesota, um, but I, when you talk about waiting, it the thing that came to my mind is really the COVID aspect in college football, too. too. I mean, it's, it's going to be tough because a lot of players are probably going to start testing positive at some point as these colder months start coming. Um, so I think waiting is probably going to be the smart move, right? Yeah, uh, you might be right. I think it depends on the game. Um, because we'll go over some of them. There were some point spreads that, that were, like you mentioned, with Tennessee ju- jumping up as well. Um, as far as the game overall, C.J. Stroud for being, I think, 19 years old, struggles early on the yeah. road, conference game. I thought that was expected. Nice atmosphere. Great to see that in college football uh, return a bit. But um, second half took over. He had four touchdown passes, and uh, the Buckeyes – Throughout the night, an explosive offense, 10.3 yards per play, uh, nearly doubling up what Minnesota was doing. Chris Olave, uh, one of the best wideouts in the country, he had four catches and he had two touchdowns. I would tell Stroud, try to get the ball to Olave a bit more because he scored (laughs) touchdowns on two of his four catches. Yeah, I mean, Stroud just seemed like he was nervous, right, in the first half. 14-10 at the half, Minnesota had the lead out of the gate. Um, CJ Stroud, a little bumpy in the first half, as you mentioned, but you know, a nice second half, um, for him. I think a lot of people's eyebrows are going to be raised about Stroud now. You know, how does he react to this adversity? Um, we're going to learn a lot about him moving forward and see, you know, what is he all about? Because, you know, we saw two different halves there from him. Um, so I'm interested to see how he bounces back. Ohio State obviously beats Minnesota 45 to 31. I think the other takeaway for me is, uh, you know, Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan, they're all trying to be on Ohio State's level. And it's just clear from what I saw last night, that's probably just not going to happen anytime soon. There's a big gap. You're right. There is. There's a big gap between Ohio State and everybody else. And maybe some people were thinking, oh, you know, maybe Minnesota could pull off the upset here. I, I don't think their national title odds are going to shift at all because it was a somewhat close game. At one point, they were trailing to Minnesota. I don't think that's going to change things at all. I mean, they're going to be there in the end. They're going to be one of the four playoff teams, which does, you know, it's fun betting on it week to week. But as far as the futures, which we'll get into uh, later on in the show, um, kind of boring, boring. The list is four or five teams that are going to be in that yeah. playoff. We, we know the list and uh, which one's going to be out. Uh, I, I was thinking like this was the, the get-up game for Minnesota. Maybe it's going to be one of their best performances of the year. Don't know. Is it going to be 2019 Minnesota or 2020? Hated to see what happened to Muhammad Ibrahim. He was dominating that game um, on the ground for the Gophers. At 163 yards two touchdowns, 30 carries. Um, I hope it's not uh, bad bad news that we get today. I, I don't believe yeah. official word is out on his injury. You hate to see that. He's clearly clearly their best player on offense. Yeah. And what was your take on Stroud? I mean, did you feel like he was just trying to do too much, kind of be supernatural? Did you think he was nervous? Uh, what was your takeaway on the different halves that we saw from him? 
I thought it made a lot of sense. It uh, it went into the to my, the handicap for me on that game that I thought maybe nerves, maybe just inexperience. Mm-hmm. The guy hasn't complete hadn't completed a uh, a pass at the college level. A lot of level. pressure. Yeah, and here's like the national TV game. Every college football fan is checking it out. It's on Fox. Like I was like, <laughs> I didn't even realize that game was on Fox last night. They had the big free game I, I show. Fox Stoops is like, there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everything was going on there. So, but he's going to improve as the season moves along. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Buckeyes end up going defeated. Um, Tanner Morgan didn't look great. Didn't look great a lot of times. Did no. you see the the helmet to helmet at the end, which wasn't called a helmet to helmet? I did not. It was, what happened? Yeah. Well, there was clearly what should have been called a helmet to helmet on an Ohio State defender. It was a strange moment. And yeah. Yeah, Gus Johnson was behind the mic, and he's like, going he was nuts. saying, you can't call it. Uh, I think a lot of, yeah, he was going nuts throughout the entire game. I, I still love hearing Gus. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's so good. That football is back, you know, yeah. college yeah, football. He, and he's going to be on an NFL games as well. Uh, but elsewhere in college football, as you mentioned, Boise State UCF, they had that long delay with the lightning down there. Um, <laughs> did this game go past midnight? I went to bed. Before it, was finally, before it was finally wrapped, good for you getting some sleep this week. I could not <laughs> sleep last night. I'm like, what is going on? What is going around? I finally um, got sleep, and so did my daughter for the first day this week. So I'm feeling fresh. <laughs> good, good. Finally, uh, UCF with the 21 point comeback that was notable. But Boise ends up covering the under hits by the hook by the hook of the closing number. Um, so the under hits there. We, we mentioned Tennessee. Uh, you were saying in real time uh, during the show, number keeps going up, number keeps going up. Bowling Green ends up covering. Uh, plus 37, they end up covering. What a game. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Coastal there were some blowouts, too. There were. There were. Yeah. Coastal Carolina. I got to mention, NC State. We we talked about it on the show all week. Reed Wallach was mentioning it yesterday. There were write-ups on BetQL.com. NC State with an easy cover over USF. 45 to nothing uh the Woo! number was around 1920 so that one was an easy cover Air- how about your arizona state team no blowout, blowout. i was yeah. happy to see that this morning as well uh yes. I, I was and- trashing them too i feel bad now that's right and uh <laughs> speaking of some bad beats for some one of the games that was going on we were sleeping unlv eastern washington Broomfield, pressure coming. He's going to step up, take off, and run. Inside the five, cuts it back. Touchdown, Rebels. This thing went two overtimes. Two overtimes to just barely get over the number of 66 66 and a half. It was wild, according to all reports, because I just watched the highlights. (laughs) I was long asleep. I mean, I thought UNLV was really, really bad. But, yeah. I mean, I mean, that is crazy. Eastern Washington. Eastern <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it, I grew up in Washington. <laughs> but are they? do they have a, a good football program? Uh, I, I mean, apparently they hung around. <laughs> so this game was six to three at halftime, and it went over 66 and a half. I mean, that's just crazy to me. Yeah, it was wild. It needed. What was the over under? No, 66 and a half. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And wow. it hit, 
and there were uh, nine points at halftime. So there you go. A lot going on uh, with college football. I think I think we hit on it all. Coastal Carolina, they were an easy cover. People kept betting them last year. They're probably going to keep doing it until they uh, fail to cover uh, some of these games. But, uh, yeah, we hit on all the action there, and there's more tonight. And then we get those five games with top 25 teams playing on Saturday. You got yeah. Notre Dame, Florida State on Sunday. I believe Louisville, Ole Miss on Monday. It's nonstop. Get back from the weekend, then we're getting ready for uh, the NFL starting on Thursday. I'm looking forward to just chilling and watching a bunch of football this weekend. And getting some sleep, right? Finally. I don't know. I have to unpack a lot of boxes, but yes, I do need to work some sleep uh. in. <laughs> you're going to be doing that when football's on in the background, I guess. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. especially yeah. like the kitchen area and stuff. I'll just be like organizing it and keeping my eye on all the games. That way I won't feel the guilty. Yes. A note in the NFL, Shanahan says, I don't need to start to announce a starting quarterback. He's not saying anything, but I wonder, I wonder, do we really know what, what they're going to do? Is, is the plan moving forward what they did in their last preseason game? Are they going to use both Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance? If they do, I, I fully endorse that plan. I think that's the best way. If you're a team that's set to win right now and they believe they can win the NFC West, they think they're Super Bowl contenders, and they have the talent to do just that, um, I think that's the way to do it. You can't just throw them to the Wolves week one and, okay, you're our guy. By the way, you have high Super Bowl aspirations here in San Francisco. Go get it done for us. Well, do you think Jimmy G will end up losing the job? In this later in the yes, year yes. Like at Absolutely. what at what week? I think Four? we'll all know by watching. Yeah, we'll all know by watching. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the one I'm worried about is Andy Dalton. Hopefully he gets benched at halftime on Sunday night. That's Well, that's what, what I was thinking. To. I mean, is that like the psychology behind this that the coaches are thinking like Let's just let, you know, the rookie, um, you know, call plays and practice squad and get confidence up. And, you know, the veteran will eventually lose the job on his own by week four or something like that. So then it's like, hey, you underperformed. So guess what? Now we're rolling out Trey Lance or now we're rolling out Justin Fields. And that way it's like you don't really, I guess, piss the other guy off that much, but you just kind of shoots himself in the foot, so to speak. Yeah, the the San Francisco 49ers are in a different situation than the other four teams that took a quarterback in the first round. You know, the Bears are just hoping they have a quarterback and can start to score some points. New England, they're kind of in the middle, but they could be a playoff team. The Jets complete rebuild. Jacksonville complete rebuild. So you understand why they would take this path. They're they're in a different situation. They don't want to to throw the rookie out there and then he ends up losing what could be what could be uh, a Super Bowl season for them. This is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you on this Friday. We're going to get you all set. We're going to go over the entire slate of college football throughout the show. We're here till noon Eastern time. Twitch.tv slash BetQL also on the Odyssey app. Coming up next, we'll preview the NFC North. Tell you the best bets to make between the Bears, Packers, Vikings, and Lions. So keep it locked right here on BetQL Daily, presented by Vandal Sportsbook.